in Romans chapter 8 if you read well you will see that the Bible speaks about groanings it speaks about three groanings and the third groaning I'll read from verse 26 it says and in a similar way the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness for example at times we don't even know how to pray or know the best things to ask for but the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede on our behalf pleading to God with emotional sighs too deep for words emotional sighs too deep for words the third groaning in Romans chapter 8 speaks about when you're praying your destiny to pass like when you're you are speaking in tongues and you're praying you're talking to God because praying in tongues is the most accurate kind of prayer you will ever pray in your lifetime no matter what you do praying in tongues is the most accurate I believe some of us know this so when you begin to speak in tongues and you open up and you stop locking yourself in but you let loose what happens is you begin to pray an accurate prayer about your life and you groan your destiny to pass little wonder why after you speak in tongues for a while you are very sensitive you have the right you know the right decisions you know when to say no to sing you know when to, to say you need to call this person that's why it's because you are praying your future to pass let me read it we find three groanings in this chapter creation groans for the glorious freedom of God's children that's in verse 22 then we groan for the experience of the fullness of our status as God's children verse 23 and the Holy Spirit groans for our complete destiny to be fulfilled so when you hear that because I see that many times when they say let's speak in tongues and people are doing six hours seven hours people just feel like they just need to you know maybe just charge up themselves build up their most holy faith no you are praying your destiny to pass so now you now understand why the people who have gone ahead of us pray long it's because they are praying their destiny to pass because every single time you are connected to God and you are praying in the heavenly language you know what heaven is thinking about your matter so now if you pray just 30 minutes 30 minutes daily you can see how far away you are and the problem is many times we think making money is what fulfilling purpose is so if you think that you are having a job or you are getting this or getting that you think you are fulfilling purpose that's the problem that's the problem I'm not angry <laughs> I'm not angry join me so you think you're making money you have your family you have everything going well in your life so you're fulfilling purpose purpose cannot be found out till you open the manual the book and the letter kill it is the spirit that gives it life so if you're not praying in tongues you're not praying in the spirit how can you open the book? It's a prophetic book. It is veiled. It is veiled. It is veiled. So till you pray in tongues and you are always in the spirit, this book will not make sense to you. It is veiled. Your destiny is inside here. I'm telling you. I'm serious. Your destiny is inside here. I'm sure you know. Your destiny is inside here. So guys, I'm going to give us this space again to pray again. 
I don't want you to be tired. I want you to come out of your human frailty because the Holy Spirit is here to empower you. Speak in tongues. I realize that when you, when you, when you are really not doing it by your strength, you can now go those hours because it's your destiny that you are praying to life. It's your destiny that you are praying to life. Let's go again. Life is more than how much you live. Life is more than how much you make. Life is more than your friends. Life is more than the things you have. Life is more than what you are thinking in your mind. Many of you have businesses locked inside you because they're not speaking in tongues. Many of you just have ideas but you're not making any move because you're not bold. You have all the ideas but no boldness. Too scared to make moves. Many of you still If you're hungry, if you're thirsty, is your There's an engineer that is locked. Ebenezer, just locked in. So many ideas. Rocco Pocopacus, Rekete Bolocosa, 
my destiny to pass. So I don't have to pass the lengthy going to that maybe your church is having a program. No. I don't have to pass that exact one to know that Christ is there. But there's a message for Christ there. He intends that each and every one of us here, one of us here, are all landmarks. That if we are planted in the right nation, every single person that encounters us encounters Christ. It's a very simple message. So I went researching as a student. And land, a landmark means a prominent or conspicuous object on land that serves as a guide, especially to ships at sea or to travelers on road. That's one definition. Another definition says a distinguishing landscape. Marking a site or a location. Yeah. Another trans definition says an object of a landscape that's easily seen and recognized from a distance, especially one that enables someone to establish their location. I'll name a couple of landmarks and then I'll give you guys the opportunity to try. Let me see how many of you actually do this history. Or, yeah. International relations. The Eiffel Tower is a landmark that we all know. Some of us have not been there, but I've not been there, but I know the Eiffel Tower. I know the Great Wall of China. I know the Statue of Liberty. And I know the Pyramid of Giza. Does anybody know the other landmark? The Tower of Then I found the final definition that caught it for me. It says an event or discovery marking an important stage or turning point in something an event or discovery marking an important stage or turning point in something an event or discovery marking an important stage or turning point in something finding his house i was lost but when he told me the landmark I was found that is what God intends that you be to every other person around you every single person he doesn't intend that you be it to all of us here because I believe all of us to some extent know God he intends that you be it outside so that we draw more men into the kingdom guys I want to announce to you that God is in the business of building men God is in the business of building men and he demonstrates he, I love God so much because God does not do anything without showing you an example I know God that much to know that if he says Joshua you are going to part the, the, the sea you are going to part river Jordan he will send who? you send him ahead He says, Elisha, you are going to do this. He will send who? And now, to all of us, the new school believers or new covenant believers, if you go through the Bible, you will see your character. Every, like where you are right now in your life, you can find someone who was going through the same thing. It doesn't have to be the, the little, like, oh, okay, man slapped you. No, it doesn't have to be that 
that direct but if you check it well you'll find someone going through the same thing and through those scriptures you'll find out how you're meant to live or how you're meant to come out victorious in that situation so he sets a precedence for all of us it's all in the bible I want to read John chapter 2, verse 18 to 19 for everyone. John 2, 18 to 19. I'll read it in TLB. It says, What right have you to order them out? The Jewish leaders demanded. If you have this authority from God, show us a miracle to prove it. That's what they were asking Jesus. And then Jesus said, All right. Jesus replied, this is the miracle I will do for you. I will destroy this sanctuary and in three days, I will raise it up. In three days, I will raise it up. I remember the first book we read, that is Mark 14 verse 58 says, I will destroy this temple that was made with hands and I will build another temple made without hands. Just mark that in your note. So I want to share three guidelines that you need to know when God is building. Remember, God is in the business of building men. He's in the business of building you, Chiamaka. He's in the business of building you, Lawrence. God is in the business of building men. So right, that means wherever you are right now in your life, he's building you. So if you're someone who is probably frustrated or you're in a situation where you feel like, why is all this thing happening to me? Money, all those things. Just remember this thing I just said. God is building you. Remember this thing. He will save you when you want to give up. God is building you. You are a project and he's building you. So the first guideline, three guidelines to note when God is building. Number one, God's end time landmarks will not be raised by men. God's end time landmarks will not be raised by men. In Isaiah chapter 42 verse 8, he says, I am God, that is my name. I do not franchise my glory. I don't endorse no God idols. He does not need any man to build you. He can partner with men, but he does not need any man to build you. So meaning that in your building process, if you ever put your trust in a man, then you're already going off point. I, I want to actually share the story of how this whole project came to pass because I know that it looks very simple and humble but it's not but I will not share it yet I will not share it yet so basically this was God saying that he does not franchise his glory he does not share his glory meaning that whatever project God has given you right if you are the one taking it and championing it and you are not talking to God anymore you are most likely going wrong and you need to circle back because God does not franchise his glory he does not. This is one of the reasons why when I want to do something, like when I want to take a step, let's say I want to do this now, I hold back many times because I do have, like, I have people who can sort everything I need to sort out at once. And I don't know, this, this message might connect to someone here. I, can, I have someone who can just sort out all these things for me at once. But if he does it, he hinders me from the experience of understanding the trials and tribulation that comes from doing something like this so what happens is when i get to the place where i'm now meant to hear him because there's a hear him anointing 
when is that time where I'm meant to come out and do what God wants me to do? I'll be immature because I did not go through the processes I was meant to go through. So when God is building, he takes it step by step by step. And this is why on the side that you should not just give money out when people ask you for money. Because some people may be going through a season of management. They need to learn. The, the Israelites, I'm going off my note again. The Israelites, right? When they came out, God took them to the desert. He could have taken them straight to the promised land. But they needed to learn management. They've been, they've been in chains for 400 years. 400 years. Imagine me taking you out of prison. And you stay there for 12 years. And I say, come out. Let's go and do life. And let's, you know, I'll give you a job in Shell. Will you go to the office dressed in suit and everything? You'll be a rebel. You will not even understand the processes and the systems. So you have to take them to a place where they can learn. So God is always building you. It's always in that process of building you. So wherever you find yourself now, God is building you. Can someone tell themselves, God is building me. God is building me. Once you know this, it will set yourself free from too many questions. And it will help you calm down and be built. The second guideline is God's end-time army or God's end-time landmark will not be judged by the outward appearance. 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse 7 But God told Samuel, looks aren't everything. Don't be impressed with his looks and stature. I have already eliminated him. God judges persons differently than humans do. Men and women look at the face, but God looks at the heart. Many times, there are many people right now who have everything that you think you want. And they also are carrying the banner of Christ. Right? And trust me, I'm not saying there is no you don't have times or you don't have places or areas in your life where you make mistakes. But there's a difference between someone making mistakes and someone actually live outrightly living the wrong life and still calling Christ. Do you guys agree with me? So there are people like that who you connect, you, you, you feel like, ah, this person has everything and all that. And that's what you're using to judge. No, God is saying no. He does not judge from outside. He judges from inside. So if you're going to hop on, on this project with God, this partnership with God, you must get rid of how everything looks on the outside in your life. Because many people are not able to go, go into the stage or to the place at the level they're meant to go into because they already have a high look about themselves. Or they already have an idea of where they're meant to be. So they are looking on the outward of their life and they feel like, I'm not meant to do this. I can't do this. I shouldn't do this. Look at the woman who actually gave them more and more in the White House. I don't know if you guys know that story. But that woman, at some point in her life, she was actually told to sell more and more on the road. She was married. Her and her husband's, her husband were broke and they needed money. And God told her, if you first made more money for her family member, they said they liked it. That one took it. Everybody liked it. And then God told her, start hawking this more and more. How many of you will hawk your moi moi how many of you will hawk your moi moi be honest how many so people look at the outward they have an idea and this thing see 
this thing slows you down so much because you'll never be able to make that next step because God is seeing you in processes and if you skip that class something will happen in future that will bring you back something will happen in future that will bring you back it will bring you back so life is in processes and the third guideline is God's end time landmarks will be raised by the spirit so it's not going to be raised from the outward appearance or you can't judge it from the outward appearance it will not be picked by men or raised by men but it will be raised by the spirit and Romans 8 11 says but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead will dwell in you he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you so he's going to raise you and build you by the spirit so if you are going to journey with God for God to build you you must get into the spirit you must get into the school of the spirit where he will train you let me tell you guys a story seems like I'm going to take more than my time guys because I'm so sorry I don't know I'm just following so I was taking a walk in the estate where I live in I didn't say my estate because I don't own a house there I was taking a walk in the estate where I live in yet. And then, I'm, oh, this is a very vulnerable story. But anyways, I'll do it. While I was taking a walk, <coughs> I was speaking in tongues. I knew that I wanted to do this program. And I didn't have all the funds that I needed. And then, a Range Rover passed me, passed by. And the Range Rover stopped where she's standing. Look at where I am. Look at where she's standing. Stop there. And I was speaking to her. I, went, I opened my eyes. I saw the room. I said, hey, God. God is about to send an angel to me now. And I was, ah, I was already, eh, 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 ah, I was happy. I said, God, because you stopped. I'm being very vulnerable. If you can be honest with yourself, you'll find out your own different situation when you were thinking like this. It doesn't need to be about money. It can be about a person. But think about it. I'm being vulnerable, but it's to help anyone here. So I was like, oh God, hey, one more disgrace that I carry. <laughs> it's about to, uh, ah, straight. So anyways, I know some people don't know I laugh a lot. I got closer to the car. <laughs> one part of me said, Gideon, don't stop and talk to this woman. Just walk slowly. If this person stops you, then it's of God. If Ben does not stop you, don't disgrace yourself and your family. So I said, okay, maybe I'll do that. So I just kept on going. I looked. <laughs> This man, no stop. I just continued my walk and I passed. And then when I was coming back, I turned around. Like I, I went straight. I didn't wait around. I went straight and I was coming back because I take around walks around the estate. And the car was now coming again. The car was waiting there for somebody actually. So when the car was coming, just turned left and passed. And I was like, ha! Ah. I felt like God. So this morning I'm looking for will not start coming. I was like, okay, no problem. I trust. And again, God told me, take this as a warning never do you depend on a man to help build the project I gave you one one that's one two he said take this as a warning never think because that already shows that in that moment I had a mindset that is this kind of person that can bring the next level for me or can bring a testimony for me never and in james chapter 2 verse 1 i think you will see where jesus was um, james was saying that never honor a high 
a noteworthy person and then treats the, the poor person anyhow. He was teaching me these things because these are very important keys in ministry. Important keys in ministry. I'm serious. If anyone here is in ministry, this thing I just said, just collect it and keep it in your pocket. Never in your life. Because the truth is, they will help you. But after, you, see, you know when you have, you have left, you are not even going, you have left, you get, you, so you are actually putting together the project and everything is looking big, but God is no longer with you. Like when Samson was trying to get up, the spirit was no longer there. It wasn't there anymore. Thank God he said he will never leave you nor forsake you. I agree. Right? So it's not like you probably won't be able to feel God or sense God is talking to you. But what will happen is, you know, you go back to learn that thing. So it means that that thing, that like, if I made her my source and I now found out, oh, I need to go back to God. What will happen is, I will now go back to that. That trusting process I didn't learn, eh? Even if you are 54 years old or 30 something and you have family, you will learn it. And your whole family will suffer because you didn't learn it when you were 20 something. You were always trying, ah, let me see, ah, this person will solve it, that person will solve it. That's why you hear people like Apostle Simon saying that for it, it takes God for a man to think about you and say, I want to bless you because human beings are naturally selfish. Let's move. Every single thing you are seeing here, aside the money I gave, every other person willing their own heart. Guys, the last event too, it was the day before the meeting, right? I'm only telling you guys because I'm tr trying to be vulnerable and I'm not meant to stay too long on this. But it was the day before the meeting, right? When everything I needed came and more. And more. Now, I'm not saying don't collaborate, don't partner, because I know some business-minded people here are, saying, are thinking about that. But remember, the source is God. So it's led by God. It's not led by your strategy. It's not by, ah, okay. No, in fact, you don't make decisions on, on decision tables. After everybody has finished talking, go on your knees and you make your decisions. God has to say, yes, that is it. I'm done here. Let me not spend too much time. God's end time landmarks will be raised by the Spirit. That's the third guideline. Let's read John chapter 15 verse 4 to 8. God. John 15 verse 4 to 8. Just to buttress everything I said. It says, take care to live in me and let me live in you. For a branch can't produce fruit when severed from the, from the vine nor can you be fruitful apart from me yes i am the vine you are the branches whoever lives in me and i in him shall produce a large crop fruit for apart from me you can't do a thing if anyone separates from me he's thrown away like a useless branch i'll stop there and when i was writing this the Holy Spirit told me what god wants from you is he wants you to live in a paripasu existence or experience with him. Paripasu means equal footing. Means that you take this right and this leg didn't land before the Holy Spirit's leg landed. It landed at the same time. Equal footing, that's what paripasu means. He wants to do it side by side with you. Guided and guarded. Side by side with you. 
side by side with you. And then prior pursuit actually means equal footing and without reference. Without reference. So it's so, it's so exact and it's so in tune that you don't need to take the step and you're looking at, okay, or you're, you're not checking. It's now, it's in you. It's, it dwells in you. So your steps and your, your movements are aligned with God. That's what God wants. That's what God wants in this end time. He wants that the project you are going to overtake or you are going to take, basically. He wants, he wants to be aligned with you. He's interested in it more than you are interested in it. I'll move. John 14, verse 15 to 17. Just a scripture to portray what Jesus wanted to do for us. He says, If you love me and obey me, I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter and he will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit, the Spirit who leads into all truth. He leads into all truth. So every single truth about your life, right? The Holy Spirit knows it. Which now buttresses why I told you guys that we must pray in the Spirit. Because imagine you are dealing with someone who knows every single thing about you. When you think about what you stand to lose when you are not living a spirited life, sometimes it, it, fear can even push you to actually do what you are meant to do. Fear is the wrong motive, but I'm telling you that it can happen. Think about it. What you are, when you think about your whole life, all the things that you are meant to do, and you know that, see, because once you give your life to Christ, you are in a cult. So if you say, Christ, I receive you, what happens is you have entered the school of the Spirit already. And it means that you must abide by the laws for you to grow. Meaning that if you do not grow, I'm so sorry for the generation that is always crying mercy. Mercy. Yes, mercy shows. Right? But God does not intend that you live your everyday life by mercy. Think about living life by mercy every day. It means that you will not walk, you will not do anything, you always have to be begging. You always have to be begging God and God does not bless men by like straight from heaven. It's through men. So that means you have to beg men. That's what it means. So you must be so aligned with God. So aligned with God. So aligned with God. And there's ever since, oh, let me let me put it like this. When Adam and Eve were in the garden, right? When they ate of the forbidden fruit, God's intention was all of us to read this a little Bible school. God's intention that all of us stay, our spirit leads our, our life. Our soul follows our spirit and our body is under. So basically, we're meant to be a spirit that has a soul that lives in the body. But when Adam and Eve ate of the forbidden fruit, the order changed. The threefold nature of man changed. And it was now body, soul, spirit. Every, I, I believe everybody should know this. So every, you understand that your war is always with the flesh. Right? Your war is always with the flesh. And for you to actually fulfill everything you're meant to fulfill, you have to come out of the flesh and start living in your spirit. Right? So the effect of the fall of Adam and Eve made us more um, inclined to making decisions by flesh. Bless you. More inclined by flesh. So, I started thinking, God, many times as believers, we're always on the inside, looking on the outside, ah, I can't wait for me to enter this next level of my life. I can't wait for this next level of my life to come. 
but God actually intends because now you're a spirit who has a soul that lives in a body God intends that what happens is you, you say I can't wait to see what I would do with this body because God was telling me that this body Gideon is not your own he was telling me recently it's not yours so if we begin to think about everything that's happening in our life and it's not yours that car is not yours that money you have is not yours everything you have is not yours you now begin to understand that you you look at your life from the spirit perspective and you're saying okay what am i going to do with this body today because this is not your home you are going back somewhere it would change your mind you are going back somewhere so this body is not my body this time is not my time where i live is eternity there's no such thing as time they can't tell me 20 minutes more they can't tell me anything we can't come here by 1 pm there's no time so by the time you start thinking like this we're doing something here by the time you start thinking like this you understand that this body is not yours and there's a lot to do with it this mind is not yours The greatest historical landmark of our belief is actually Jesus Christ. That's what God told me. The first person, remember I told you I started off with God always sets a precedence. The first person that he did with was Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ went, he took the first step for all of us. He became the first landmark raised. And he's the highest landmark ever raised on this earth. The highest of the highest. The highest of the highest. And the significance of what Jesus Christ did lies in John chapter 10, verse 17 to 18, where Jesus Christ was telling the, um, the people that the Father loves him so much that he gave him the authority to pick back his life. He will lay his life down and he gives him the authority to pick it back up whenever he wants. So that was the authority that was given to Jesus because he was willingly ready to, to sacrifice his life for us. So basically, Jesus did that. And then there was another time they were talking about the temple in Matthew chapter 12, verse 6. And then Jesus said, the greatest, the greatest temple stands before you. Matthew chapter 12, verse 6. He was telling them the greatest temple stands before you. So what God wants to do is that you are aligned in the spirit but the spirit will lead you to live a life like jesus so wherever god has called you to function right you are going to you are going to go through the same processes that jesus went through for him to be built to become who he is you will go through your own jesus process because he wants you to be little jesus's and that's why he says i think in john chapter 12 where it says except a corn of wheat falls to the ground he abides alone so he came to die so that he can create many of us here so remember the greatest landmark ever raised is jesus christ he's the first ever and the greatest ever and he intends for you to be the next he intends for you to be the next he wants you to be the next cone of wheat that will fall to the ground and die so that you will not abide alone in that your business in whatever he has called you to do he intends that that's what will happen but you cannot achieve it if you are not built by the spirit so the materials needed to be landmarks number one is knowledge materials needed to now become this landmark because you understand that when you're building a house you start with the foundation 
and knowledge is the foundation knowledge is our foundation i want someone to read romans chapter 10 verse 1 to 3 kjv please i'll give you the mic romans 10 1 to 3 anyone that finds it knowledge is the first thing the first material you need to be built the first material you need to be built many people are out there creating content about god about christ but it's really just fun content no they're not teaching they're not equipping people and what happens is you have many people just following the the celebrity lifestyle but no one is really getting equipped they're not getting knowledge and information about god and the bible says in daniel chapter 11 verse 32 that those who know their god will do exploits keyword no so if you do not know you can't do exploits so god god has a plan for your life because it says before i formed you i knew you and i predestined you to be prophet to nations that's great that's what the bible says about you but it means that if you never read that you will be saying what's my purpose in this life what am i meant to become how should i be this how should i be that and i don't know but i've been there before i've been there before everybody should have been there before so it means that till you begin to know god more and the thing is see the word of god is a seed it's an incorruptible seed so many times you don't necessarily need to be reading a bible about i mean the scripture about purpose or this or that just as simple as the parable of the sower as simple as that thing as you are reading it is doing something inside of you that is building you it's building you and if you continue consistently you will get to the right scripture that will tell you about you the day i got my calling i was take i was going for a run in the estate and my legs started itching me because i have this thing where if i wear tight clothes and i'm moving too fast my body starts itching so bad it's as if 10 people are scratching me it's it's i don't know but it's, it's very weird so i always have to wear free shorts when i want to run so what happened that day was i started going through that itching again and i ran back home and then i stepped outside and i'm just taking a walk remember i've been going for service praying all that i've just been living my life as a normal christian or as a christian i love god i wanted to do things for god but there was no like there was no drive or no depth to it and that day i stepped out and then i just heard a subtle voice just say i want to read the scripture yeah he just said the scripture and i opened it on my phone and immediately i read it was like light hit me and it just changed every single thing about my life in that moment every single thing every single thing about my life changed if you read psalm 139 you say it's before before i was put in my mother's womb because jeremiah 1 5 is not the only scripture that says that psalm 139 also says in verse 16 to 18 i think it speaks about how your days were written in the holy book before you came to this earth all your days was written and recorded in the holy book so it means that if you are doing something now because many times people think passion is purpose passion is not purpose if i have a passion for music that does not mean that is my purpose it can be an assignment as a point in my life maybe but does not mean it's my purpose little wonder why justin bieber has not been able to drop as many songs as he was dropping before because he has found god or is on that journey of finding him more go and check his discography it has reduced you can't find god and be the same way you were in the past Mm-mm. you can't it's not possible something must change and for that thing to change properly you go calm down <laughs> you can't be moving too fast you must calm down check every single person that finds christ they'll slow down paul god had to make him blind blind face 
so that he's humble because he was a bold guy, choleric, always making decisions. So he had to see being hel- what he- being helpless feels like. Before then, he was given a sight, and the sight came from God. So he understands that power, right? Real power comes from someone. And then that's why, because people wonder, ah, why was Paul quickly able to just tap into this thing? He always had the, the, you know, the personality and the background understanding of how what it was like. And that's why he was able to do what he was able to do. When they wanted to flog him in Rome, or like the Romans wanted to flog him, he was able to tell them, I'm a Roman, so he can't flog me to I speak to Caesar. Because he had the right. So all those things he was doing when he was a bad guy, or all, how his life came, even before he gave his life to Christ, was important for his purpose to be fulfilled. So it means that if you're in a place where you're making mistakes or you did, see, best believe that God is doing something inside of you. God is doing something inside of you. So instead of you to be, and that's why the devil is evil. <laughs> when he condemns you, what he's doing is so you don't see the purpose in your journey. So if you make a mistake today, he will condemn you so that you will just give up completely. The devil does not want you dead like you're in the grave. He rather wants you dormant. That's what he wants. He doesn't want you dead. He wants you dormant. Once you're dormant, right, you're indirectly working for him. That's what he means. That's what he means. You are his landmark. Romans 10, 1 to 3 says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Verse 2 is the key. For I bear them record that they have zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. They have the zeal but it's not according to knowledge. Another translation says, I know the enthusiasm they have for the honor of God, but it is misdirected zeal. So many Christians now have zeal. They want to pray, they want to worship, but without knowledge, it's useless. And when you don't have knowledge, what it means is that the devil can use you. That's what it means. Because what will happen is, a, 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 a Christian without knowledge is a Christian without balance. Because the word of God balances your spiritual gifts. It balances everything that you are doing. So when you don't have that balance, you can easily fall. Because what will happen is you will now be biased to the side of your gifting. And you will not allow another gift. And that's what's happening in the body of Christ now. So if our church, we pray more. A church that reads the word more. They're not ready. They're not, they're not, they can't. It is perfect when there's a balance. And it's the word of God, is knowledge that balances everything. That's what I'm trying to buttress here. So in Russia... There was a game that was invented and it was called the werewolf game. I don't know if everybody knows about the werewolf game. But the werewolf game has, let's say we're all, um, six of us here were in, in the house and wanted to play the game. Some of us, maybe four of us will be villagers and two of you will be werewolves, right? And you tell us to close our eyes and you guys will choose who you want to kill amongst three, four of us. And let's say you kill, okay, let's say they kill me, right? You kill me. Three of them are now meant to guess who the werewolf is. And many times the werewolves always win because nobody knows. It was like, and they're always pointing themselves. And then they say, close their eyes again and they kill every one of them. So most times the werewolf wins, right? And what that game was trying to portray, so what the student who did his thesis was trying to portray in sociology was to prove that the uninformed majority will always lose the battle against the informed majority, minority. The uninformed majority will always lose against the informed minority. So it says when you have information, you, are, you, have, you can completely manipulate a large group of people. When you have more information, you can completely manipulate a large group of people. That's what's happening in Nigeria, in case you guys do not know. A lot of us have been manipulated. 
some of us are aware but we can't do anything about it why because for me i'm not meant to be a politician but maybe you were called to be a politician but if you don't have enough knowledge about what you're meant to do right if you don't have enough grounding it means that those guys will keep on doing what they are doing till you rise up till you rise up in your place if you are tired of the fashion industry opening naked girls till you rise up till you rise up if you are tired of the media showing nonsense till you rise up because if you don't have knowledge the, the, the minority will always manipulate you because they have more information so I think I was having a conversation yesterday here with the guys who came to set up with me. We're talking about how some Christians feel like money is not important. God. The second material needed, I'll be rounding up. The second material needed to build a landmark for Christ is capacity. And I wrote here, don't pray for anything you don't have capacity for. Many businesses have crashed. Many people have crashed because they wanted ah more. Everybody shouts amen. Everybody shouts amen when they uh, when they release grace and prayer. Everybody shouts amen. But how many people can actually do the? Can you actually do the processes to get to where you want to get to? Can you go through the processes? Many people want a good relationship, but they've not healed. I've been part of that before. You've not healed, and you need to understand. Being in Christ. Is great when you get saved, that's amazing. But till you're renewed, and the Bible says mind, but we need to study the meaning of words. See, because remember, the Bible wasn't originally written in, in English, so you need to study the word. Because when it says renew your mind, it's talking about your whole life. Meaning, imagine being an unbeliever for 15 years and you have habits, right? And then you give your life to Christ today for some reason or, or for sometimes. There are some people who are never, they can't go back. For example, when it came to taking pills and smoking, I didn't go back to those things. But there was something I went back to more. And that's where you will then see that you have to now have knowledge about how to defeat your habits. So, I'm saying all this to say, I grew up in a, and Purpose Room is a vulnerable place. That's why I'm saying this. So that people can be vulnerable to each other when the community starts. Because there's going to be a community. I grew up in a family where my mom was hit by my stepbrother and I saw that as a very young kid and what that did for me is it made me very angry very very angry in fact I remember very small I went to the room and I was punching the mirror but I couldn't break it obviously because I had feeble hands but what that did for me was I could not fight back and I could not speak back so I learned how not to talk when I'm upset not to talk when I'm going through pain now imagine this kind of man going into marriage you will go through all the issues there will be too many issues because you've not healed so I want marriage I want a car, I want money but there are so many little things that you need to deal with and that's what capacity is in fact the oil takes the shape of the vessel so you must be stretched, God has to stretch you fix you, work on you so that you can now be able to receive as much that he has for you there's no time, so I'll just read the areas, some areas that you can grow in capacity. Character. Your character capacity. And a lot of people think character is really about maybe you call me at the answer. Not, that's not character. You must understand that many people are in different stages of their life. And one day I tell my friends that 
you know the right friendship when there's intentionality great but there's an understanding of the face of your life you're in because if they understand the face of your life if i understand the face of your life the first thing i would tell you if i've tried to reach you and i can't get you is are you okay are you good is there anything i can help you with if you don't have any answer i hold my peace so a lot of times character is misconstrued it's misconstrued there's character capacity emotional capacity you need it your seed capacity how much you can actually plant for the destiny that you want to be fulfilled how much how much how much can you plant how much can you plant you're not the one bringing the increase but you're the one planting challenge capacity you must go through challenges guys I'm serious I've gone through the Bible back and front and I've seen that there is something called purpose in pain I've gone through it back and forth I even have it written scratch ah would you believe that my first try opened let me read it to you guys this was Paul he said I'm no longer sorry that I sent that letter to you though I was very sorry for a time realizing how painful it would be to you but it hurts you only for a little while now I am glad I sent it not because it hurts you but because the pain turned you to God it says it was good a good kind of sorrow you felt the kind of sorrow that God wants his people to have did you guys hear that the kind of sorrow he wants his people to have he says um, so that I need not come to you with harshness for God sometimes uses sorrow in our lives to help us turn away from the sin and seek eternal life so there's purpose in pain I'm almost done if you read James chapter 1 verse 2 to 4 I actually want to read that James chapter 1 verse 2 to 4 James 1 verse 2 to 4 James 1 verse 2 to 4 it says consider it a share gift friends when tests and challenges come at you from all sides you know that under pressure your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors so don't try to get out of anything prematurely let it do its work so you become mature and well developed not deficient in any way so when you're skipping those capacity trainings what you're doing is this landmark that you want to be for Christ you can't become it because the devil knows where you didn't train you understand that the devil doesn't know your future so he's also following the way we are meant to be following he's following seeing what you're doing right and this is not to put fear in you but it's knowledge so if he sees this place where he's always pressing you sending because there will be temptations in fact the Bible says and the devil Satan left Jesus for a while so there will be so if you keep on you're not building that capacity that thing that God is trying to tell you because the pain or the mistake is not meant to make you condemned but it's meant to make you aware that this is a place you're meant to work on but if you don't work on it you can grow up to be a billionaire because I remember when we were praying I said riches is not purpose you can have money but be far away from purpose so if you don't sort out that thing you'll be a billionaire who is touching life's but has that and means that if the devil ever wants to bring you down he knows where to bring you down I'll move quickly and the last material needed is boldness boldness Matthew chapter 17 verse 5 rounding up now while he yet spake behold a bright cloud overshadowed them 
and behold a voice out of the cloud said this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased hear ye him and then if you read the book of Acts well you will see many times that when the Holy Spirit came upon them and they now went out to speak they were speaking with such boldness in fact Acts is it chapter 6 or 7 or 5 I'm not really sure they were saying they saw how bold Peter was speaking and they knew that these people they are speaking like this because they had they had been with Jesus so Jesus is your advantage you can say that but basically what the Holy Spirit does for you is he builds you and you become bold in that place God has called you to be so he does not intend that you are not bold you must be bold because people who don't know the best they are bold about it they are bold about it they don't know much about life but they are bold about it but we who come from the womb from the womb of the creator we are not bold about what we say we're called to do so you must be bold and it's called parisia in latin parisia p-a-r-r-h-e-i-s-i-a it's the freedom to speak it was even a governmental rule at some point there was parisia released for the people then so that they can speak because at some point you couldn't speak when there was an issue so the government had to say oh romans you guys can now speak so the, the holy spirit gives you the freedom to speak and that's why they were not scared that's why they could talk to anyone that's why jesus was able to say all those things he said and it led to his death if jesus christ was not bold he would have not died think about it because he would have not been an opposition so there'll be no need to kill him but he needed to die for his purpose to be fulfilled so you need boldness for that thing god is calling you to do you need to be bold 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 guys you need to be bold and then the last thing i want to say before i drop the mic about raising landmarks for christ is when you have gone through all these three materials when you are growing in knowledge because it never ends because knowledge begats revelation and revelation begats knowledge because sometimes God reveals things to you that then when you now come to your normal realm you now see more about that information and sometimes when you are reading the information because remember we said the word of God is an incorruptible seed so when you are reading the information it opens your heart to receive more revelation it's, it's a symbiotic process so when you're done building the foundation then you have capacity to raise that 16 um, stories landmark or that big statue for Christ that you will become in your areas of calling and then you are now bold to stand and announce that yes you can now come to this statue a lot of you can come here and I will not break I will not fall down like the Koi buildings I'm strong I have a strong foundation when you are now doing that thing for God I need you to know something about testing you will always be tested and there are two kinds of tests there's perizo and there's dokismo dokismo is when God tests you by examining you so God does not test you with evil he tests you by examining you so he gives you situations that will need you to trust him and that trusting is like it's a it purges you you see how I was trusting God for everything and I was getting pushed by by that teaching so I went through that situation where I thought that person would have been my source but that person was not my source but now what came is the information of oh Gideon never do this so in that area I've learned do you get and he says do not be do hearers of the word alone but doers 
So the learning is not just for you to keep it, but for you to now become, become to apply, begin to apply it. So I've learned. So that's what God does. But it's the devil who tests you with evil. That's paraiso. So yes, God tests you. And will God test you? Yes, God will test you. He will tell you, start that business. Until you are bold enough to start that business. Even when it doesn't look like you get customers. You will not go to the next level of your life. It's not a course. I will tell you that I'm on a journey in my own life. And this is the lowest you ever see me. It's not a prayer. You don't even need to say amen for me. It's the truth. Because in 2020, when I gave my life to Christ, I started an Instagram live, worship. And I was always having one, one person in the life. And if you go back to my page, I don't know if it's still there. I think, oh, we deleted it. You will see me kneeling down worshiping. I, I promise you, I had only one person. But I was there for a full year because it was a lockdown. A full year, I was always coming. Always coming. Nobody was listening. Nobody was worshiping. But what he was doing for me was, I was not just exalting God to people. It was not, God didn't care about that because I was not a, I was just, I mean, who cares? In fact, all my friends were more in the world. So, but they were like, hey, this guy, uh, he goes so far. But what he was doing with me, was teaching me how to host his presence. So that out that thing I was doing that looked like oh Gideon is trying because from the outside you see ah Gideon is trying to ah he's trying to grow his paid now he's a Christian or something. No, 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 no. He's teaching me how to stay in his presence. And that was the only way he could probably connect with my frail mind. So I was going live, one people I seen two people sometimes, at most if I've ever seen that time, five people. I'm I'm not joking, but I kept on doing it. And now see what I'm doing now. And this is the lowest. So you understand that God doesn't test you with problems. But he tests you so that he can stretch you. So that you can become what he wants you to become. So in every area of your life, God is trying to do that. Check your heart. There might be something that you are running away from. That thing is your key to your next level. There might be one tiny thing he's asking you to do. But you just, for some reason, it's not doesn't sound like go and preach. Doesn't sound like go and do this. So you just look at it or you push it away. Mm. When you have your quiet time with God, I would need you guys to actually ask God this question. I want you to ask God the same question I asked him. God, is there anything you've asked me to do that I've not done? Is there anything you want me to do that I'm not doing? Is there something you need me to do? What God does is he's not going to tell you the next thing. I promise you. He's going to take you back to that thing. He will tell you. He will tell you. He will tell you. He will tell you. I promise you. And I really hope that this helped anyone who is in any journey to believe, first of all, that you are a landmark for Christ. But to bring it to the manifestation, you have to be intentional about your building. You are a partner. You are so much a partner that God needed you to believe and speak before you became a believer. That's how much of a partner you are. That he did not say, ah, Isabella, you are a Christian now. Take, you are saved. No. You will believe it in your heart. You will receive it and then you will speak that Jesus Christ is Lord over all. That even to, to start speaking in tongues, you must believe it first. So your healing you must believe it first. 
So God do it. it doesn't work here. You are a partner. And if 10 years from now, we all come back and we're all the same way, it means you did not sign your partnership deal with God. Okay.